Hello. Hello. We're back again. Welcome to the Two Gay Mats, the short film. <laughs> this is that. It's directed by Taylor Swift and Blake Lively this week. If Taylor Swift directed a Two Gay Mats podcast episode, <laughs> what kind of vision do you think she would have? I mean, I imagine it would just be us sitting here. <laughs> like maybe she'd you do know what? more aggressive. Maybe there'd be younger people playing us. Okay. That'd be fun. And then we eventually turn into ourselves because we have to make a cameo at the end. Of course. And call ourselves Matt Steele and Matt Palmer later on. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it goes. Could I wear like a big Steve Jobs turtleneck like she did in the video? Sure. I would love that for me. What would I wear? I'm not a turtleneck girl. What was... What? You could wear plaid. <laughs> uh, we all heard about Matt, my ex. My ex wore plaid of steel. <laughs> will be your name in the short film. <laughs> in the last three days, over 100,000 people heard about my ex wearing plaid. <laughs> Can you believe that? Everybody knows. Everybody They're going to be able to pinpoint who he is. Like, it's going to be like Jake Gyllenhaal. We're all going to look up who the hints are about. They're going to be him. They're him. Be him. Him. <laughs> Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And we are recording video-wise another podcast as well. It's true. It has been an insanely busy week. I can't believe. News-wise, life-wise. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I still don't have a couch. <laughs> I like that we're going to get weekly couch updates. I Absolutely. think that's exciting for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm now considering because, you know, my friend Connor, he's offered me like a love seat that was in his garage. Yes, I'm yes. now thinking maybe I will like go on one of those websites where you can like rent a couch I per heard month. about those. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe I could do that instead so I can more so gauge like how big a regular size couch would be right. in the living room. Yes, yes. And that therefore I can buy the coffee table and the rug finally. Um, but we don't know. I think so. Wait, you you have not bought a coffee table or a rug. I know you've bought a couple of pieces of furniture. There are pieces. Couch. There are pieces. Yes, but the, the pieces are uh, falling into place. Okay. Like, when can like I pieces come into place? Like pieces uh, into I mean, place. whenever you want. Okay, I didn't know if there were rules if you wanted it to be a certain way. I, I usually wait for an invite before I mean, going over to someone's house. I mean, come over okay. right now. Let's go. And <laughs> well, the podcast. No, we're kind of in um, the middle of something, <laughs> but at some point soon for yes. sure. So Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? My week was lovely. Yes. Um, I had a nice time. I saw some films. I mm. saw, I did, oh, I'm, uh, you know, my friend Travis. Yes, I who, love Travis. He was in Devo's okay. with me, ladies and gentlemen. In the scene gentlemen. with me. In the scene with you. Yes. You were uh, my arch enemies, yes. I guess. Um, he had a birthday celebration. Oh, happy birthday, Travis. In Malibu. And so I went there on Saturday. Yes. And it was like a wine place. It was on the PCH and... Places on the PCH really stress me out, but I did it. I, nice I saw him. I had fun, and then I went to the Matt Palmer Jackson housewarming extravaganza it was exactly later that, that night. Had a good time with that. I worked. Oh, Friday I saw uh, my friends Megan and Lauren. We had a good time. Wow. It was a nice time. I love it. You were so busy. You I was so- busy. I'm very tired this week. It was also mm. suddenly 80 degrees, and my allergies were just hey, <laughs> they were popping up on you. We love that. Mm, my head was pounding all. Thursday, but it's better now, right? Oh, it's better. Oh, okay. when, the, when we were recording the Taylor Swift All Too Well uh, 10 minute version yeah. video, my headache went away <laughs> in that moment, literally in that you were moment. Just like, I am so entranced in the song that's playing right now that I have no other feelings. Yeah, my, the, the adrenaline in my body just like shot through the roof, hey. and I was cured. It is excellent, and it's so funny because even before we, uh, Listen to the 10 minute version. I had just been playing it and singing it all week. And so, to the point in which Jackson looked at me and was like, How many times have you listened to that song this week? And I was like, A lot. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so it was time and it was 
lived up to everything. I mean, I have continued to listen to it, continued to listen to the 10 minute version. I watched her perform it on SNL. I watched the video of that. And I love that most people on SNL perform two separate songs because like that's what they do. And she's like, no. I'm going to perform one 10 minute song. I love so, that she performs an opera. Everyone sit the fuck down. There are going to be some autumn leaves at my feet and I'm going to be wearing all black and you're going to listen to every word I have to say about this breakup that happened a decade ago. And I live. Good for <laughs> Good her. Good for her. Uh, I love her. Do you She's think amazing. it's going to go number one? All the too song? Well? I mean, it's hard because there's now so many different versions of the song. Okay. There's the 10 minute version. There's the, you know, newly released regular edit. And then there's the old one. So I don't know. It could. I mean, it's clearly the most talked about song of the week. And the album we'll talk about later is projected to go number one with a lot. Like almost like the second biggest debut of the year sales wise. And it's just an album that was released 10 years ago like just the power that it has <laughs> amazing absolutely bonkers i wonder what it would be like if she kept it the 19th with adele like the same day as adele i wonder what would happen i mean i feel like the world would just explode we'll it would be see, too I, that's much. the thing we barely got through this week with the red happening and britney being freed at the same time which again we'll get into <laughs> we'll talk but about <laughs> thank fuck like I like is there like remember happiness oh my remember god joy I feel like this is what things felt like before Donald Trump was president oh you know god. it just was a, a, the best moment but so yes my week was similarly good similarly busy it was a lot of preparing for the housewarming party which we had been planning for for a long time and kind of building up to that and the housewarming came and went and went off without a hitch it was like I'm usually not one to like mix friend groups because you just never know what the vibe is going to be it's hard. it's hard it's hard it's hard and but I feel like this um, layout of our apartment is good for that because there's like an outdoor area there's the indoor area there's like the kitcheny bar area so people can be where they want to be and I think it was really lovely people seemed to really like each other I feel like everyone melded really well there was no drama no fights it was just not what you expect from you know a Vanderpump Rules Beverly Hills of Housewives fan like myself of course <laughs> you your know? parties are often dramatic they like, are like that one party where you set up all those mimosas ah! <laughs> And he was so excited. He was, was. This was years ago, guys. He, You'll never let me live this. Down. Never, because <laughs> it's so funny. It was so traumatic. It was the worst. He was suddenly just. This was what 2015, 2016, Some, something around like there. And he was like, "I've decided we are going to be gays who host parties." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, well, our apartment's kind of small, but like we can do it, I guess." Yes. And so he's like, "I'm going to have a Vanderpump Rules party where we all watch the entire first season of Vanderpump Rules, which and is like, excellent, and only like five, eight episodes." <laughs> <laughs> and so he started the day, and he just had a stack of mimosas just on this little ledge in the kitchen that we had. Yes. And the first guests who entered, <laughs> one of them wore a backpack and just turned around Jesus. and suddenly the mimosas were all on the floor. Yes. And I was trying to be classy and actually use the glass and like the champagne flutes and not just like plastic cups. So... It wasn't my favorite moment. You were very proud of that display. I and was. Did you take a picture of that display? I hope you did. I hope I did because it's gone now. It's gone. <laughs> it was very quickly no longer a part of our lives. So this home, uh, this uh, housewarming was a lot more successful. Nothing fell on the floor. Nothing broke. Everyone got along. Well, no, this was a, a, a party in, in our 30s. Oh, really. that's true. We don't spill in our we 30s. We don't spill in our 30s. I think I've spilled. Just like in life. Not okay. like at a party, but... In life, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I, I uh, wish the best for you in your future so that you don't spill anymore. Really? Like an adult? Well, I wish the best for your couch when it finally gets to you. <gasps> Any other questions? A, oh, that's so rude. I'm sorry. You know I'm sensitive about my, I my couch that's in the middle of the ocean or wherever. <laughs> I do know that you're sensitive about the couch. I apologize. So, are you ready to jump in? Because again, like we said, there's a lot of news this week. Let's go. I Let's mean, go. obvious first story. <laughs> 
Britney motherfucking Spears. <laughs> Guys, drop the confetti. Yes. Raise the balloons. I'm wearing my free bit Britney shirt, which is literally just an easygoing t-shirt, which Great. is what I hope she's wearing from now on, because she doesn't have to wear anything she doesn't want to. 13 years she has been in this conservatorship that she never should have been in in the first place, as we all agree, um, and... Somehow, some way, Judge Penny has told us all that Britney is a free woman. Judge Penny. The queen. In a week when I was losing faith in judges because of that one judge with the... <laughs> with that I, case I, that's I decided happening. not to talk about Mr. Mm-hmm. Rittenhouse, but, but we love Judge Penny. She is queen. a queen at, with the gavel. And her son is the showrunner on Insecure, which I always think is the smallest world coolest thing. So I forgot about that. I always bring that up just because it's cool. And it just was amazing to see. It was amazing to see the people outside of the courtroom celebrate. It was amazing to read Britney's captions and to, for her and her lawyer to talk about how much she loves the fans and how this wouldn't have ever happened if it weren't for them. It just is amazing because when the beginning of the whole Free Britney movement, even when you're watching that first documentary and you see the interviews with the Free Britney people, you're always you're kind of like, but are we not invading her privacy a little bit right now? I'm a little worried. Like, are we pushing her back into the public eye in a way she doesn't want? But like, they were right all along. Yeah. And it's just like they really fought for it there was such a high profile vision on this and I think what the real turning point is I haven't read there's a new Ronan Farrow uh, New York Times article about like what happened behind the scenes as to like how this conservatorship has now fallen apart so quickly and it seems like the crux of it was her testimony I mean that testimony was earth shattering I was shook for hours after that because all we all needed to hear was it from her yes and the moment the things she said in that testimony changed the course of her life forever and I hope change the course of a lot of people in conservatorships that they shouldn't be in. Like, this is a human rights issue. I feel like there's conservatorship abuse that happens, obviously, beyond Britney Spears, and that should all be looked into as well. But what a beautiful, like, new day that we have started. can you feel a brand new day? Ah, what's that from again? The Wiz. Oh, The Wiz. Yes, yes. We <laughs> love. everybody rejoice. All right. It's well, a classic, and Britney should do a cover of it, if she wants to. <laughs> if she wants to. You know I love Home. Yes. Whitney's... Whitney's performance of Home when she was like 15. A Britney album of all the Wiz covers. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's the first thing she needs to be doing post-conservatorship, but if she wants to, I truly, whatever she wants to do, I support. If she wants to make an Etsy shop, if she just wants to like spin in her mansion, you know, and film it, oh whatever my God. she wants to do, I support. I hope she's doing all the spins. Honestly. I hope she is celebrating all the holidays. She said she was celebrating Christmas early. I hope she has that baby that she wants to have. Yes. I, I'm oh. so happy for her. I I'm hope she's her. just cuddling with her hot boyfriend I mean, and living her damn life because she has given us so much. She has. It's time for her to gift herself lots of I things. Know. I'm with her. Um, so secondly, also very important, Taylor Swift did not only release a 10 minute version of All Too Well, the song, she also released the short film <laughs> <laughs> that debuted the day following. It's starring Dylan O'Brien and I believe Sadie Sink is her name. And she's an actress from Stranger Things, I believe. And he was on Teen Wolf, but has been in other things that I haven't kept track of. But I, I think he's wonderful. And um, he was t- I think he is 29 years old. OK. And Sadie is 19 years old. Which oh, is- my God. We're getting <laughs> She made I mean, it exact. Of, of course, course she, she did. did. <laughs> of course she did. And I will be would be lying to you if I said I wasn't sitting there watching the countdown at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Friday during my workday waiting for this short film to drop because I was invested. Like, I just, 
love this song so much and it deserves so much and I'm so glad it's getting what it deserves. Oh yeah, this is the song that deserves, I hope it like maybe goes number one. I would <laughs> like, love that. Just because that is that. a Taylor Swift song that deserves to be number one. Yes. I, and and I think she did a lovely job. I think the, the what's her name, Sadie? Sadie Sink. I think I she did a lovely job. Yes. She, I bet you Taylor was like, you know who, what, what people I love? Redheads. My best friend, <laughs> as you all may know, That's is a true. redhead. Oh, Abigail. So I think Taylor was like, this is for you, Abigail. Well, she did a, Sadie did do a lovely job. I, again, I was talking about this before. My personal thought is maybe they could have put Sadie in a like blonde, brunette, whatever Taylor hair color wig at the beginning because we don't know her as well. And because seeing Taylor in that red wig was a shock. <laughs> when she popped up in the red, I was like, oh! It's a, she wanted it to be it to be a transformative performance. And I, was, I knew she was going to appear on screen at some point. And I was like, I don't know exactly how. I don't know exactly how she's going to appear. And then when they did the flash forward, I was like, of course. But then I was like, but wait, the hair. And I was like, oh, well, wait, the hair. <laughs> and so... That was shocking. It also kind of gave us a few thoughts or at least how she remembers her time with uh, her Mm ex-boyfriend. And um, yeah, it seemed bad. It seemed like the age gap felt much bigger to her. And like he would be in that table with the friends that she was being ignored at. That was like the hard. That was an aspect that's like not written lyrically in the song. Yeah. Like, but you watch it in the video and you're just, sorry, the film. film. You watch it in the film and you're just like, oh, I bet that is so insanely hard. It's a lot. You know, it's a lot because it's a big age difference and not just that it's a big age difference. It's a big difference in like the time of their lives. Oh, yes. Because when you are 20 years old, like you look at people in their early 30s and you're just like, oh, like I don't look at people in their early 40s and go, oh, I'm scared. Like because I'm now closer to them in in life. But like. 1920, 21 is a very different time yes. than, you know, 31. So it's more intimidating. And I think we forget because it's like, oh, she's a superstar. It's like she's in college. Like maybe she's going to be more adult just because of her job. And it's like, no, no. We're all like maturing at the same speed regardless of our profession. So it is like I could I understand how it's like a traumatic event, you know, that kind of relationship that I feel like a lot of young people have a lot of young girls, especially dating an older guy when she described it as having one foot in childhood and one foot in adulthood. Yeah. And so it had to be kind of confusing and traumatizing. And so for the people that are like, why does she keep talking about this? Well, besides the fact it's like, look, look it up as to why she's doing these records, but whatever. But it's also like I can see that shaping you in the future in a very big way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Are we going to talk about the whole album? Oh, I mean, yeah, if you want to. I mean, those bonus tracks are great. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on what tracks from the vault do you think should replace, should have maybe like been on red instead of other tracks? I really do like Message in a Bottle. <laughs> I mean, I mean there, shock. Is, there is an objective right answer yes. to this question, and it is message, in, message a in a bottle should have been on Absolutely. the album. Absolutely. Not as a bonus track, no. original bonus track either, on the album as one of the first songs, <laughs> I feel. It's a great one. It's so great. And it's like, okay, I get that you had a New Year Trouble and you had We're Never Getting Back Together and you had 22. You know I feel about 22. I love I 22, ladies could, and gentlemen. I think we could have made room for Message in a Bottle. Oh, like without a doubt. A great co-write with Max Martin. And I'm curious to hear what, because the thing is, I, I love the red re-records. Everything is beautiful. I love nothing new with Phoebe Bridgers is also a big highlight for me. I like it too, yeah. I do feel that all the re-records on Fearless, t- Taylor's version, I could either not tell the difference or prefer the Taylor's version now. 
I feel like the Max Martin produced songs on Red sound better in their original forms because Max Martin produced them. He did not produce them on the re-records. Okay, the, which one were ones were Max Martin? We are never getting back together. Twenty-two. Okay. I knew you were trouble. It was like yeah, and they don't. They just kind of don't have the same punch yeah. as they did originally. And a lot of the other songs, like and I almost do, can like obviously just live on with her and an acoustic guitar and uh, sound beautiful. Yeah. And they try to do their best approximation, but sometimes some of the production on those big Max Martin songs felt a little karaoke track to me. You know what I mean? A little, they were just like a little less bam yes. to me. Yes. And the, th- the thing with 22 that I love is it's so bam. Yes, it is. Um, and this was just a little less right. bam. And I've, I'm like, oh, maybe like she wanted a little more subdued version that's a little more mature or something, which is, it's fun to have both. One thing that does punch harder is that title track. Oof. Excellent. Very good. It's I very think good. It's, I think it's better than the original. So I'm, I, yes. And she, honestly, she just sounds so good on it. She just has yeah. matured so much vocally. I also love the um, State of Grace acoustic. I really like, oh, like, yeah. State of Grace is such a great song. So good. I we love can't talk so about this album for a whole hour, so <laughs> we have to move on. But I, I really am excited about it. And I'm excited about the Blake Lively helmed uh, music video for I Bet You Think About Me. Which Who saw this coming? I didn't. A is new music Chris video. Is Chris Stapleton going to be in the video, too? Because that's the one with him. I guess, yeah. I guess. You know, I love Chris Stapleton. He's got, and he's been duetting with Taylor and Adele. All, you know, I, and I guess. Kelly. And Kelly. Man, oh. he's really doing, he's doing everybody all our faves. All right, damn. <laughs> good for him. Um, so, yes, it's supposedly going to debut at number one next week with... Uh, between 450 and 500,000 copies sold second to only Drake as the highest debut uh, albums of the year so hey congratulations all right so Adele I just finished watching Adele on CBS and it was a part of like the a million things I watched on television on Sunday nights now Mm -hmm. and uh, she performed for two hours it was intermittently interrupted with an interview with Oprah and so Oprah talked to her about like the divorce you know the divorce babe divorce (laughs) and uh, also (laughs) talked to her about her weight loss journey and like you know her relationship with Angelo her kid and that was lovely she sang so many songs honestly you need to look up her performances of uh, someone like you is that was maybe the best she's ever performed it. Really? She sounds excellent okay. these days. Like you must take a listen to that. Uh I mean everything she did was great. Also she helped a couple get engaged and like brought this guy out who proposed to his girlfriend. It was very Aww. cute. She was very funny about it. And so that was wonderful. She debuted three new songs as well. Uh one entitled I Drink Wine, which is the new single. Uh she also had a song called Hold On, which is featured in a new Amazon ad for the holidays and it's really lovely as great choral background vocals. I feel like it'll be another highlight in her discography, definitely a highlight on the album I assume. And she ended with a song called Love Is a Game, which not just because of the title, really gave me like an Amy Winehouse kind of vibe. Like it was okay. like a throwback 60s kind of thing. And it's also like six minutes long. It's like a sprawling piece of music. She sounds amazing. Love that. Lots of strings. So I'm just excited for Thursday night when we get 30. But man, she's in great voice. I mean, I guess this is what happens when you take six years off between eras. Of but- course. I, I don't want to watch these new songs yet. I okay. want to like my first experience to be in the album all right like my first listen all right to the album, I, which i will be listening to because i work that night okay but i like leave work at nine like when it'll come oh. out here so i'll be listening to it on my drive up <laughs> to where matt palmer is perfect yeah um so yes i would recommend watching that adele 30 because it was excellent uh on cbs but it'll be on your paramount plus after the fact so maybe you can watch it after the album's out Okay, yeah, I yeah. don't have a TV yet. Oh, <laughs> but you have Paramount Plus login for a computer, right? Ugh, I'm not watching it on my computer. Why not? Get out of here. 
here. You watch a lot. It's like she's just standing in Griffith Park singing. Darling, I'm a filmmaker. Okay, darling. I don't watch that is, movies on my This is not computer. a movie. This is not a movie. Listen, if the all too well music video could be a movie, okay, then this girl. Adele concert could be a movie as well. Well, you know what is a movie? Mariah Carey <laughs> collaborating with McDonald's for Christmas. <laughs> that is not just a movie. That is a movement. It really is. I mean, I did not see the Mariah menu coming to McDonald's this year. I did not cross my mind. But you know what? I'm thrilled for her. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and if like we just needed more incentive to go to McDonald's. Truly. The king of fast food. I mean, I also am a pop. I stand myself. Mm-hmm. But like McDonald's is, you know, the Americana like food And like, I feel better about it. Not that I would ever feel bad But whatever Mariah wants to do I support But I feel better about it In that she uh, Is following up with like Sweetie And like all these big artists Are doing these McDonald's meals That like Do I fully get it? No But I feel <laughs> like If the kids are doing it And they want And the thing is It's just so incredible How Mariah becomes As if she is a 25 year old Mainstream artist Like at the prime Of her career Every fucking Christmas Cause it's oh, like yeah. It's your season girl Like yes. you are The artist to beat And uh, So that's why I'm glad she has This Mariah menu Apparently it is you know, between what is it? Between uh, the 13th of December and the 24th of December, if you order online, you get a whole Mariah menu that you can choose from. Okay. <laughs> and you might be able to get a free thing or like a $1 thing. I haven't looked too far into it, but I'll be doing it. Did Mariah like, because I don't know how the whole sweetie thing yeah. works. Like, did, did she like handpick the, these are my favorite things from McDonald's. So Supposedly, menu, I don't or... know if they're going to be new dishes that are holiday inspired. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But we're we're excited about it. And I love that the ad campaign is just her and a ball gown and some water with a big arches above her. It's like all of this makes sense to me. <laughs> it's great. I mean, have you had your break today? That, and we all know Mariah loves a break. She does. Who does? That's a throwback. That's like their like a tagline from like the nineties. I was gonna say that's pre. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. It was like it was. Uh, have you had your break today? And then there was. Did somebody say McDonald's? Oh that yeah, was, that was a big I like tagline. That one. That's not, early two thousands. I want to say that was. I always think because I'm loving it is a song written by Justin Timberlake. So I'm thinking he wrote that that jingle. Oh. And it's like, is Justin Timberlake making money every time a McDonald's commercial gets played? Oh, interesting. I think yes. Hmm. Well, something to think about. All right. (laughs) Um, Paul Rudd's the sexiest man alive. I mean, I don't disagree. Hey, he looks great. There was a man who uh, was my customer, uh, sat in my section at the restaurant, and my coworker said to me, she was like, is it me or is that man like so fine? And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, he looks like Paul Rudd. Oh, so he was incredibly fine. It was not Paul Rudd, but like he did very much look like Paul Rudd. And then literally the next day, Paul Rudd was named the sexiest man alive. I love that. And I also feel like it's a perfect timing because he has a new show out with um, Casey Wilson on Apple TV plus called The Shrink Next Door, I believed. And Will Ferrell is also in it. So it's perfect time. Great promo for him and all involved. So, you know, not one that I disagree with. Yeah, no, I mean, different kind of sexy than a Michael B. Jordan. But oh, there's all that we accept all sexy types. Exactly. At two gay mats. It's true. It is very, very yes. true. Um, I, this might just be for me because you know I love gay Christmas content. Okay. Hey, the tw- the new Twelve Dates of Christmas trailer came out, and I know that no one watched it last year, but it's coming back to HBO Max. Is that the one that was in the mansion? Yes. And it was the three people. Yes. Oh, they're doing it again. They're doing it again with a gay black man as the lead of one. Then there's a straight guy. And then there's a lesbian. Oh, hot. I know. Didn't the gay guy last year just like not pick anyone? <laughs> the gay guy last year. <laughs> the gay guy last year 
pick the one, the guy who literally to his face was like, I'm not interested in oh, you. Oh, yeah. Wasn't the whole season. <laughs> yes. I remember watching you and Jackson watch it. Yes. And the entire time the guy was like, I don't know how I feel about you. And yeah. the guy kept, the other guy like, kept picking him. I really like him the best. It's like, because he doesn't like, like, I just felt like. I hope he's in therapy. That, <laughs> you know, that's a mess. It was a mess. So yeah. it's coming back, and we'll see how that is. But there's also a new trailer for a Michael Yuri um, single all the way Netflix uh, gay Christmas rom com that I'm so excited. Did you watch the trailer? I did, of course. Oh, it's adorable. It looks adorable, and it's got Jennifer Coolidge in yes, it. Yes, it does. Jennifer Coolidge. They have very good gay lines that she gets to say. Like it's all we want. <laughs> it's true. It doesn't look like you can obviously tell the end of the movie from the first frame. Of course, you never know. It could you end know. with a shocker. It could not. But it seems like it, its heart was in the right place. It was exciting. I, I, a cheesy gay movie on Christmas. I will never not watch. All right. So that's that on that. Um, have you listened to the Avril Lavigne single? I still have not. I'm so sorry. Guys, you sent it a while ago, but I've been busy. Guys, Bite Me is the best Avril song in years. How it many years? Truly, I would say since... I mean, better than rock and roll. No, <laughs> I mean, I, you know how I feel about the self. Better than anything she put out since self-titled, and before that, I think it's better than anything on the best damn thing. It's better than girlfriend. It's better than um, when you're gone, which a lot of people like, and I never was that into. Okay, um, it's excellent, and it's just like how she keeps making stay. And I feel like this is also a sound that's coming back. Like obviously, mm. the Willow Smiths of the world, the Lil Nas X's of the world, the people inspired by that, like the pop Olivia rock. Rodrigo. Hello, I mean, goes without saying, the people that were inspired by that Avril pop rock sound are so big on the charts that this could really make a dent all right i'm excited about it i'm hopeful i think it could happen okay and it's so is there an album to follow up i would assume so she's been she's now signed to travis barker's record label and he was the drummer in blink 182 i believe if i've not messed that up um and it just seems like this sound is so up her alley it is so in vogue and it's so what she can do with her fucking eyes closed i just always felt like she Got the short end of the stick. I feel like she should have had a longer, like, mainstream pop career because when she came out, it oh, was it was everything. It there was, was no one bigger. It was like you were either a Britney person or an Avril person, or you or, were both, like both me. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um. So I just need everyone to listen to "Bite Me" because it's excellent. So mm-hmm. sorry. Any other fake? Any other um news for idiots for you? Yeah. Uh, okay. What about Jane Krakowski? Wait, what happened with Jane Krakowski? Um, she has COVID, and so she's no longer going to be oh, in Annie I Live. I did see that. She I, had a, she, uh, I, had a breakthrough case of COVID. I assume she's fine. I mean, I assume, yes, you know, but... Um, and so now Megan Hilty will be uh, taking over for the role of Lily St. Regis in the Annie Live that is set to air Thursday, which is a random day of the week, December 2nd. Oh, I thought you were going to say this Thursday. I was like, no, girl. It's this Thursday? Yeah. Okay. All right. It'll be fine. We, we hope Jane Krakowski gets better, is feeling good and everything. And you know my feelings on Jane Krakowski. Oh, I mean, we are, yes. Our, and the, 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 the fact that she doesn't have an Emmy for her performance in 30 Rock, I will go to my grave angry about. Don't worry, she has a Tony. Great. Not for 30 Rock. <laughs> of course, I don't think 30 Rock <laughs> made it to the Great White Way. She has a Tony for nine. All right. But, you know, same, same. Yes. And uh, and we love Megan Hilty. We're yes. very much Team Ivy in the Two Gay Mats household. I've never seen an episode of Smash, so I'm with you. You I'm didn't watch that pilot? No. I everyone watched your video uh, singing Let Me Be Your Star. I watched Darling, that. Darling, everyone. Does that count that as watching the show? Because uh, Yes, I have. It was like cut for cut, like shot for shot, <laughs> similar to hey. how that song was performed in the Perfect. The pilot. Hey. Yeah. So we're excited. Love Megan Hilty. And I'm excited for Matt Palmer to experience for the first time Annie. You, the musical. I'm still mad at 
everyone involved in Annie. So. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not a patron and you didn't see our our discussion about the 1997 broadcast of Turning Points search, search for Broadway's next Annie. Uh, he was horrified by it and I was like, what's wrong? This is <laughs> this is Broadway, darling. As a person who watches more trashy reality television than I can keep track of, this was the cruelest thing I've seen on television. The fact that you can handle all the housewives, oh, but you can't handle like, adults. but you can't handle just like hundreds of little girls being cutthroat and, <laughs> and auditioning for the role of a lifetime. And adults being like, ah, not her. <laughs> you let me list the reasons. Well, I mean, they have to say it, not her. I mean, yes, but they don't have to list the reasons. <laughs> I mean, oh, awful. But uh, all right. Is there anything else I might have missed? I don't believe so. Okay. If there was, I will give you a holler. Okay, great. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Gorgeous. We're back. Gorgeous. Blip, 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 blip. What is that? The Taylor Swift song. Oh, <laughs> is that how gorgeous. it starts? Blip, 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 blip. Oh, right. Doesn't it start with Blake Lively's kid being like, gorgeous. Oh, is that Blake Lively's yes, kid? Yes, yes. Oh. They've had a special relationship for a long time now. Huh. Yeah. A special, re- a special I mean, relationship. No, I don't think. We did want her to be bisexual <laughs> for a long time. Oh, I was certain she was. <laughs> Those were good old days, weren't they? <laughs> you know, we can always still dream, but I think she's pretty in love with Joe. I think so, too. So the, it's the been a long time. Blue-eyed And, like, God. is it awful that while I was watching her perform on SNL, I was like, man, if Joe Alwyn dumps her one day. Oh, my <laughs> God. She's going to burn the city to the ground. It will not be a short film. No. It will be a feature. Full length feature. She, she will give us the like three hour feature before Beyonce does. Oh, she would. Which speaking of, I just, it popped in my head. Beyonce has not released a studio album in over five years. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure whatever she's working now on now is incredible. I'm sure it is. Uh, but right now what we're working on now is uh, email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Um, or could they like comment in this video on YouTube? I guess you could if you're if you have a question, put in the comments. Maybe we'll answer it next week. Yeah, you never know. We love different ways of doing things. We, we love communication. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, I am a Gemini, so we're very mm. communicative. Oh, I didn't know that about Gemini's. Yes, we're well, good at communication. I just heard you're a two faced. No, we're good at communicating. <laughs> all right, all right. In a two faced way. Okay. <laughs> um. So this question comes to us from Becca. Becca says, "Love on tour. Hi, Matts. Love the content as always. I'm proud of how much you guys have accomplished and how far you've come. Oh, that's nice. Now, as for my question, something that I've come to notice popping up on my TikTok for your page in abundance are clips of videos. Are sorry, are clips and videos of Harry Styles' Love on Tour concert videos. Most, if not all, are videos of Harry Styles reacting to the signs that fans make. Some fans requested assistance in marriage proposals coming out and on stage gender reveals other fans exclaimed punch me in the face harry show us your ass or i got in a car accident but i'm still here i did that once uh, before a degrassi signing still arrived wait <laughs> got, into a, got into a car accident before a degrassi signing and you still went i still went didn't right. get to see them though because the line was too long and there was no security and it was a disaster. This is a sad story. It was very. <laughs> it was a, a very aggressive day. day. It was insane. Anyway, okay. um, this man even got a packed stadium to chant bye bye to someone's controlling ex boyfriend when asked about someone's sign relationship advice. Now my question to you guys is simple: If you were to make a sign for a 
Harry Styles concert, what would it say? P.S. I included a couple reference clips. <laughs> View them at your leisure. They fill me with joy and I would love to share them with you. Thank wow. you so much, Becca. We loved it. We loved them. We love you. Yes, it's what true. What would your sign say? What would my sign say? Mine would just be like, what's up with Zane? <laughs> I was going to say a Zane question. Like thoughts on Zane? Yeah. Like I just want the, like, how do you feel? Like, is there a group text without him where all the rest of the remaining One Direction members are like, girl, yeah. <laughs> like sending links about what happened? Yeah, because it's like, I'm sure all these signs are, you know, things about their own personal lives. But like when right. Harry answers something about like a, a friend of his. Right. Or are they still friends? I no. Was it a bad like? Well, Zane left the group before the group was done. Like, yeah, he, so I'm sure they're not friends. <laughs> okay, because that kind of messes up. Well, what they Jerry all left, up. and they're still best mates. They weren't best mates for a minute. <laughs> they got back to being best mates and then Victoria quit. So, <laughs> I mean, they all kind of quit after that. Well, and then Victoria just like didn't show back up. Right. Um, right. But uh, I, yeah, I would, I would want to know about Zane. I'd what are your know. thoughts on Zane? Thoughts on Zane. I would want to, maybe I'd ask what his favorite Taylor Swift song is. Because okay. they dated briefly. I don't think that was too traumatic for her, but. It wasn't. We got happy songs about him. We, we, got, we got style. Yeah. And like, that's about it, right? I feel like I Know Places was probably about him too, because it was like about them hiding from the paparazzi Ooh, and stuff. That was and a hot like relationship. You two would need to hide from yeah. the paparazzi. So I'd ask like, and they seem to be cool. I feel like at the Grammys, they were talking that night that he performed and she won uh, for folklore and stuff. So they seem to be fine. So I hope that wouldn't be too invasive or rude. Well, he knew what he was doing. He was like, I am not like ruining this girl. Oh, no, like, no, 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 I, no. She will not be writing a 10 minute version and also, <laughs> about me. if you're John Mayer right now and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> but you know what? He now. kind of deserves oh. to uh, be a little on edge. Right oh, like, hello. He, he deserves to tremble in his boots a little bit. He absolutely does. I feel like, I mean, I don't know any other examples of Jake Gyllenhaal being cruel to women. And I feel like there are lots of. John Mayer anecdotes <laughs> that we could all go through that I mean that one Playboy interview I'll never forget in which he called Jessica Simpson sexual napalm <sighs> and like said some shit about Jennifer Aniston and like it went through all the girls he dated and like was trying to be like a comedian about it but it was just really offensive so John Mayer's getting what's coming to him oh I imagine the the 10 minute extended dear John will, oh. will have some features <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my God, Jennifer Aniston is featured. And supposedly, not to just talk about Taylor Swift this entire podcast, but apparently Jennifer Aniston is the actress she's talking about in All Too Well. I heard that. It all ties in. Oh my God, so they're friends now. And so <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, can she sing? Don't care. She will be featured in the 10 Minute Dear John. All right. Well, is, Jessica Simpson really does sing. She does sing. So? Let's go. Oh my Let's God, Jessica it. Simpson and a Taylor Swift collab would be Iconic. so amazing. Truly. Truly. I would love that. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? The next question comes to us uh, from Falou. Uh, oh, Falou's a king. And this is just the most correct subject line ever. It is, Rena is that girl. <laughs> and I mean facts. Facts. That's all we need to say. Hey, Matt's Falou here. I hope you guys are doing well. Congrats, Matt P. on the move. We're really happy for you. Thank you. Shout out to you two for still being on top of things as far as video slash podcast on the channel. I see the work and it's appreciated. Oh my gosh. So, first of all, thank you for putting me on Rena Sawayama. You guys' album reaction la review last year put her on my radar. I fell in love with her sound soon after. As you know, Rena has a very unique sound. She mashes up a pop, J-pop, and rock influences and creates this very addictive sound, in my opinion. She also has tracks on her debut album that features songs that have live stage acoustics, wow. which also made me crave to see her live. If you have also, just if you're new here and just came here from All Too Well or something, if you haven't listened to Rena Sawayama's album, Sawayama, do it as soon as this podcast is Best over. album of 2020. Yes. She is absolutely incredible. You will thank us later. She yes. is an absolute icon in the making. 
filmmaking and apparently an, an actress in John Wick. So we love that for her. We as well. love that, and yes. I cannot wait for her next album. Let's go. We need that. Uh, so Falu also says that that blessed day where in which she saw her live yes. occurred on Monday, November eighth, twenty twenty one. I know you love dates, Matt Steele. <laughs> <laughs> I will also it's remember true. that date forever now that he said that. Just like that's, November 8th. It's when Falu saw Linus Aoyama. Isn't that not a, a disorder? Like, what's with you in the dates? I love dates. What you can know, I say? Love dates. Uh, I have been living in Ireland since 2019, and Rena debuted her Dynasty tour in Dublin last week. Uh, let me tell you, the doll ate this performance. Wow. The vocals were crisp and clear. Her stage presence is so enticing. Also, Mama can dance her ass off. She had two background dancers, very Beyonce live at Rosalind T's, and was <laughs> hitting those eight counts like no other. Wow. She had a queer woman band who was killing it also. She cried when she sang Chosen Family, and the entire Aww. crowd cried with her. Aww. A moment. Uh, experiencing Who's Gonna Save You Now and Shut the Fuck Up live oh, felt like an out-of-body experience. Truly amazing songs uh, On top truly iconic artistry Visuals and straight up talent Rena can perform live and give you a freaking show She is the full package and I urge you guys To see her if you get the chance We must To give you perspective I have been lucky to see Beyonce twice Amber Riley, Janelle Monae, Erica Badu, Lauren Hill Among others wow. and Rena might be one of the best Acts I have ever seen Wow, live, Which I did not expect from her No shade <laughs> <laughs> I realized I don't have a question. <laughs> Icon. So let me ask you this: After a year, are uh, after a year, are your guys' faves of the album changed or stayed the same? I guess she, he means uh, faves on the Rena Salyam album. album. P.S. Thank you for getting the, the episodes out super early. I'm able to listen to episodes each Monday morning as I wake up uh, through the, uh, though I'm in Europe. Oh, good, great. Um, oh, and he also sent a picture of him uh, in cute Rena merch. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, Looks great, adorable. Um, I don't know that mine have changed. I mean, things, other things have risen to the top kind yes. of like, I feel like I probably didn't give shut the fuck up as much as I would give it today. Mm. <laughs> like I really love that song, but I, I always do go back to bad friend and Tokyo love hotel. You really, you, when we first reviewed it, you were kind of like, Oh yeah, Tokyo love hotel is really fun. And then a couple of days later you were like, uh, it's like, the it's best. so good. So that is one of, that is now one of my favorite. It just feels so janity to me. Mm. And it's so, what about you have any, any changes there? I don't know. I mean, my fave is still bad friend. It's uh, so good. I mean, that, course comes in and it's just like yeah it's so good i've always loved dynasty obviously excess is just oh, classic the bop of the and decade i listened to the brie runway remix amazing. amazing amazing that song is so phenomenal yes i love it i love it i love it forever and yes every time i've seen her like do a live performance like on a late night show it's always like surprisingly good it's like okay for a girl who's just starting out you seem to have such a vision and uh performance ability that Usually people grow into, especially in this age of like no artist development. And uh, I also saw a review. I don't know if it was that show or a different show, but The Guardian gave her a five star review. And the headline was like, not since Lady Gaga has there been a performer who like has her foot on everyone's necks and like her <sighs> finger on the pulse of culture like Rina Sawayama. Because she really has it just like sonically, like yes. like style wise, yes. just performance wise. She's really like at the top of everything. Yes, she she has is it all. so, so good. That album her. was just everything last year. It's true. My favorite album of the year. All right. Yeah. So Matt Steele, I have one question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? I have two. All right, let's I go. I have two things. The first thing is, you know, a little smaller. Okay. Um, it is, so what is my favorite thing about the Oscars? And any, like, movie award ceremony. The red carpets beforehand? No. <laughs> you know what? I do love them. You though. do. 
the acting clips that are chosen oh, for each actor because it's yeah. so exciting to think like which scene are they going to show which moment are they going to show and sure. it's never clear who chooses them is it the actor is it the producers is it the actual like Oscar producers mm-hmm. we're like we're going to do this clip it is always just the most exciting thing and it's the thing that you can only watch once because once the person's win is uploaded to the Oscars YouTube oh. channel they don't show them right. obviously for copyright reasons there's a new Twitter account <laughs> that I guess has footage of every single Oscar ceremony since they've started doing acting clips, which was like in the 80s. Did um, I see you tweet about this? I absolutely did. <laughs> and it's all I've been watching. Every day this person uploads, I don't know who this gay is, but I love him or her. Um, <laughs> and they upload, I don't know, like five or six, like just random acting clips that were shown at the Academy Awards. Without context? Or is it just like, oh, this is being shown? Or are you seeing all five acting nominees? No, just the one just nominee. The one, oh, just the one yeah, nominee. Yeah, because if it's all the acting nominees, they'll run out quickly. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so they show, like, for example, like the first one they posted was Nicole Kidman's Moulin Rouge clip from mm. uh, 2001. It's just this tiny, like, you know, 15-second clip. And it's... It's just so interesting to see which clip is fe- which moment up for each actor is featured, mm. and it's just all I've been watching. I, right. I know, love it. I'm not going to yuck your yum. If I it makes don't. you happy, then I love it. It's great. If you great. love the Oscars and you love acting clips at the Oscars, which <laughs> award show junkies really love, really check it out, guys. Os- okay. It's Oscars clip. So plural Oscars, singular clip. Got it. Um, that's the uh, handle. Yes. And the next thing is I saw this Friday with my friends Lauren and Megan, the current front runner for Best Picture. Uh, it is Kenneth Branagh's movie Belfast. Okay. And it is an absolutely beautiful movie. Wow. It's, um, it takes place in uh, Belfast, Ireland, Northern Ireland um, in 1969. And... It's, it takes place at the time when there was um, a lot of tension and rioting between the Protestants and the Catholics. The Protestants were essentially trying to drive the Catholics out of Northern Ireland. Mm. There was a lot of violence. It was a very scary time. And it's very, and it's all from a little boy's perspective, pretty right. much. And, you know, it's about him and his family and his neighborhood and everything. And um, I, Kenneth Branagh's from Belfast, so I imagine it's semi autobiographical, right. maybe. Um, and it's very Jojo Rabbit meets Roma, which are two movies that I loved so much. They seem very different. Oh, very different. <laughs> I was going to say, if I'm, my memory serves. Because it has that like childhood innocence, like wide-eyed, and and I wouldn't say the the aggressive humor that Jojo Rabbit had, like right. the aggressive silliness of Jojo yeah. Rabbit, where like there was this imaginary Hitler and everything, which was hilarious and wonderful. But um, there is still that humor to it and mm. that um, cheekiness of everything coming from a young boy's perspective and him trying to understand what is happening. And he can't really, um, but it also has that just beautiful simplicity of Roma, beautifully shot and um, is it black and white? It's black and white, oh. yes. And uh, it has that real, because Roma, you really got to feel for the neighborhood and the culture of the neighborhood in such a simple, quaint way. And you really get that with this neighborhood uh, in Belfast. It's it's such an interesting merge of styles 
like these two movies yeah. to create Belfast. And I think if it won Best Picture, it would be very deserving. I think wow. it's beautiful. It has, it has Dame Judi Dench in it, which we always I mean, love. love um, and it's the woman who plays, oh, I forget her name. She plays, she's on a Outlander, I believe. I don't know. Um, she plays his mother. She's phenomenal. I think she's going to get nominated for Supporting Actress. Um, I'm, I, I really loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Well, before you, you know, cast your ballot internally. Mm-hmm. House of Gucci. It is coming. <laughs> House of Gucci House is of coming. Gucci is coming. <laughs> it is a ride around the river bend, I think. It sure Did it come is. out today or something? No, it comes out Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've yet to see House of, House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Uh, but also next week is Tick, Tick, Boom. I, I I have been hearing a lot about Tick, Tick, Boom. Everyone is saying People how saying fantastic. It's great. And I'm so excited. I'm seeing it Tuesday with um our friend Brian. Oh, so we're going. So that's fun. Yeah, it'll be. I'm That'll Spoiler alert. <laughs> Unless like I'm the only person on the planet disappointed by it. Right. It's going to be my giving me moments next right. week. So get ready, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, I'll buckle up for that. Right. Um, and for giving me moments that if you are a Bravo fan, you probably know what I'm going to talk about already. I watched a million hours of television between uh, Housewives of Potomac Part 2 Reunion and Adele's two-hour CBS special. But I not, not to say it was the highlight of those things. They're different different ups and downs but the episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that we've all been waiting for aired tonight this is the fallout from Jin Shah's arrest um she was arrested for uh money laundering and um oh what's the fraud oh so that happened <laughs> that, that happened this while it was being yes and that was while the show was shooting they were on their way to Vail all, a lot of the housewives a couple of them weren't there Jen basically looks at the camera, is on the phone, gets a call, puts the phone down, and is like, oh, my husband has internal bleeding and I have to go. <laughs> and, you're, and everyone's like, oh my God, is he okay? Is he okay? He's like, yes, he has internal bleeding and I, I have to go. <laughs> Jesus, that's the thing she was told to say, yes, I guess. And she says it so many times and then rides off, like off set. <laughs> she doesn't know, even say aunt. why there's internal bleeding. No, there's, I, you know, he went to the doctor, he had a checkup and he had internal bleeding and I have to go. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to see if he's okay and maybe I'll meet you in Vail, blah, blah, blah. Okay. She leaves at the end of last week's episode. That happened. And then they're just continuing to talk like, oh, do you think she's going to come? Do you think she's going to join us? If this is happening, should we stay behind? Blah, blah, blah. The producers are popping in because, again, they haven't really set up the shots. This None of this was supposed to air. But you, as they're talking like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? A SWAT team you can see from behind them outside of the window, like coming to like swarm the bus they're in. Mm. Okay, I'm imagining the cinematography. It, like if it, it was a movie, it, if it was a movie, it would have been amazing. But honestly, oh even as a TV show, it's good because they no one was ready for it. So you're literally just like, wait, this camera that's just like sitting on a block somewhere is catching these SWAT team members with all their faces blurred out and they're fucking. And then you don't need they they're like armed. They're fully fucking armed, and they're like, we're here looking for Jen Shaw. Ooh. And, and were the other housewives like, oh, she left because her husband hasn't uh, probably One of them, the, the fan favorite, Heather, basically like gets off the bus and starts talking to the officers like, oh, well, her husband, Sharif, has internal bleeding. She <laughs> left with her aunt. It's like, Heather, get in the bus and shut up. And then as they're leaving and then the SWAT team is leaving and goes looking for her, everyone on the, you know, on the bus remaining is clearly very shaken up and very like, wait, what the fuck's going on? They're like, is she on the run? Which, yeah, spoiler, she is. And Heather is again like, should I call her? Oh my and God. tell her that like the SWAT because they, they just said they were looking for her to see if she was okay and Lisa this other housewife was like um I do not think you should do that no that's a bad that's idea a bad Heather, idea because then you're somehow seen as an accomplice exactly and so then this sorry that was all the end of last week's this week's episode is the fallout from that Jen essentially doesn't appear outside of like paparazzi 
footage of her walking out of a courthouse because she gets arrested. Um, I guess they had been tapping her phone. She gets arrested on the side of a road, gets taken away. And the best thing about this episode, which I mean is essentially the whole episode, but if you watch Beverly Hills, they're all very much like Erica's our friend. We don't believe anything we read until, you know, she's proven guilty. And like she's not actually been charged with crime, blah, blah, blah. These girls, it's a new show. It's only been two seasons. They're like, she fucking did it. And <laughs> I always thought her business was sketchy. One of them calls up six of her lawyers and is like, what can I do? What can I say? What can't I say? They're all on the bus freaking out because they've had like a SWAT team basically like swarm their bus. They call this other girl, Meredith, who's, who's already at uh, the a retreat in Vail or like the house in Vail or whatever FaceTimes them is like hey this this happened like they NYPD was here it was a federal the feds were coming for Jen like what do you have to say about it what do you think she's like you know I'm not surprised <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I've always thought there was something up and now I feel like I'm not crazy I'm glad you all see it now but I can't wait to see you ladies <laughs> like, oh my god it's just, they're all trying, they're, Heather's like, I did an entire one hour podcast talking to her about her business and I still didn't know what it was. In her talking head, she's like, I knew it was unsavory, but I didn't think it was illegal. Like, it is co- the complete opposite of the cast trying to protect Erica. They're like, this bitch did it and like, I believe it. Wow. It's, it's and it also is one of those episodes of television that happens essentially in real time. Like the, the clock comes up every five minutes and it's like it's only been 12 minutes and all of this is happening and there's a very sad moment actually they have the ring camera footage of when uh the police and like armed feds go to her house and Mm. she's not there but her husband is there and her 15 year old son is there oh that's and so like he they walk out with their arms and so it's like sad in that way that was the most heartbreaking part of the episode And it's just crazy that The Real Housewives is fully just becoming a true crime show. But it's just like if you, and you know, allegedly if she was doing this, why would you sign up to be on a To do this, show? that's that's It just so is like, do you just have the biggest ego in the world? Like you must have to have people know you? Like you cannot just do your crimes in secret? Yeah. I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. Either be a criminal or be a reality yes, star. Yes, you can't be both. <laughs> you can't be both. <laughs> you can't. Be both. But as much as it was, parts of it were devastating, parts of it were riveting. But Meredith's reaction was the craziest thing I've ever seen because I didn't expect it at all. It was an incredible hour of television. And <laughs> Andy, before it came out, Andy was like, this is maybe one of the top five Housewives episodes that there's ever been. And when he said it, I was kind of like, what the fuck? He's just trying to keep the lights on, trying to get people to watch the show, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, all right, Andy. <laughs> got a point, Andy. You got, you got a point. You got a point. So, <laughs> what would you say besides Scary Island is the best episode of Housewives? I mean, Scary Island is so good. Um, mm-hmm. There's another very good New York one uh, where it's season seven and they're all going to Atlantic City and Heather is left in the vestibule uh, where Sonya won't let them up and she's screaming at them. It's just like the most chaotic episode of television you've ever seen. Love that. Uh, there's a lot of New York episodes that happen, again, kind of bottle episodes in the Berkshires where Bethany's screaming at someone for a whole hour, which doesn't sound fun, but is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll have to think. There are lots out there. New York ones are the ones that come to mind initially, which is funny because it's horrible now, but what can you do? <laughs> You know, the, the mighty fall so fast, it's guys. It's true. It's true. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and or watching. This has been so much fun podcasting with you again, Matt Steele. I love it. Oh, it's been so much fun it's podcasting so fun. with you, Matt Palmer. And I guess uh, we will see you all next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Yeah. Bye, guys. Brittany's free. Brittany is free. <laughs>